I hated that. Hello. 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 Okay. What's up? What up? All right. So, um, in the spirit of it's September now, which means it's Halloween now. We're getting into the true crime. We're getting into the true crime. We're not, we haven't, Leah's eating breakfast. That's what you hear. Um, we haven't fully transitioned into like spooky spooky so i think true crime right now is like a good middle ground and i this was speculated true crime later exonerated yeah to be tragic like, accident it was it was true crime by the dingo true crime by the fucking dingo okay so i think we've all heard the saying a dingo ate my baby which is still an untrue quote because the real quote was a dingo took my baby. Yes. Yeah. I know. I was waiting the whole movie for her to say, I think I ate my baby, but she never fucking said it. Yeah. No, I think what happened was, I think the media, like somewhere in the papers, they put a dingo ate my baby and then it became like a schoolyard. They made like a schoolyard, like. That must have been a Southern thing because I've never heard that before you said that. No, I think it's not a southern thing. I promise. A dingo and my baby is not a southern thing. That's one of the few I things. I've never heard of it. That's just like one of the few things that isn't. No, they had on The Simpsons and on I think it was Seinfeld. They made a joke about it. No, I never watched either of those. Yeah, no, I didn't either. But that's why it was a pop culture thing. Um, okay, so what we are referring to in 1980. Um, this is something that I need to give some background on because this is a true event that happened in life. In 1980 in Australia, um, this family was on like a camping trip in this, I guess it was like kind of like a mountainous region. Biggest rock in the world. The biggest rock in the world in Australia. And, um, they had like set up, it was like a campsite kind of, um, and they were with, they were like three young kids. Like they had two, I guess they were toddlers and then one like two month old infant. Um, and a dingo got in the tent and took their infant and like ran away with it and killed it. Um, and then it turned into this whole murder investigation because everyone thought that the mom just like slit the baby's throat and like, buried her because they found the clothes afterwards or some of the clothes mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it indicated that the baby's head was just like cut off well what had happened was the forensic work was really shoddy and because it was the 80s and it was the 80s and um they ended up convicting this woman for murdering her daughter and convicting the husband as an accessory um i think after the fact and it was this whole thing, and in 87, she was exonerated, and he was exonerated because they ended up, they found a piece of evidence um, that proved some testimony that they had made during their trial that was just their word against 
Well, the, it was a piece of clothing that, like, had saliva on it from a dingo, so. Yeah, because, like, what they were saying was they had found, like, a jumper and, like, a tank top and stuff, and there wasn't any saliva on it. So they're like, oh, no, the dingo couldn't have taken the baby because there's no saliva on it. And the mom was like, she also had, like, a little sweater on top of it, which is probably what would have saliva on it since that was over the jumper, but they never found the sweater. So three years after this woman was imprisoned for life with hard labor for the murder of her daughter, they, some, like, randos find the little sweater, lo and behold, dingo saliva on it. Exoneration. Dingo ate her baby. Dingo ate her baby. Big fucking sad. Um, so that's what happened. Um, really tragic, really not okay, big sad times. Um, so that is the background of this. Um, so in... (laughs) 1988, was this a made-for-TV movie? Because it feels like it was a made-for-TV movie. I don't know. It was, like, a legit movie. It was a legit fucking movie? Bitch. But it felt like a made-for... It felt like a... What's it called? Lifetime movie? It felt like a Lifetime movie. God, it was so dramatic. In 1988, A Cry in the Dark starring Meryl Streep came out, which is a docu... What did they call it? A docudrama slash drama. Drama. (laughs) Um... And here is the little blurb that Wikipedia gives, which we all love because it's always so fucking whack. While on vacation in the Australian outback, Seventh-day Adventist priest Michael Chamberlain and his wife, Lindy, discover their baby, Azaria, is missing from the tent where she was sleeping. Lindy claims she saw a dingo leave the tent with something in its mouth. And if initial evidence supports the Chamberlains, but negative media coverage and unfounding rumors create a shift in public opinion as people begin to suspect the couple of murdering their baby. So the fact that this couple was Seventh-day Adventists also played a big part in... The dad was like a priest. Yeah, and they were Seventh-day Adventists, so like there was all these rumors that they had murdered their baby for some like religious sacrifice thing. And like the media and the public went fucking wild with this story. And it honestly, I think, had a big effect on the inevitable conviction because they had kind of like... This was a huge media thing before it went to trial, so, like, in America, they do a thing where they try to, they make sure the jury is not, like, hip to any outside information outside information and stuff to try to keep them unbiased, which, I mean, it still is not 100% foolproof because, especially in this day and age, it's, like, that social media, yeah. That has to be, like, nearly impossible. Yeah. Um, but with this trial, pretty much everybody on that jury had to have had to have a solid opinion going in. And you could tell, like, it was the dudes versus the chicks. And they were, like... There were just only, like, four women. And the rest were like, were three women, and they were all dudes. Yeah. And you could tell they were all, like, walking, and they had decided if it was... Yeah. Her or the dingo, like, nothing anyone said in the trial would make a difference. So, that was really frustrating. Um, also, this is a, a, a movie, so this is, like, of course, they're going to take creative license, and, like, obviously this movie was made after the Chamberlains were exonerated and stuff. So this movie was going to be made in the vein of... um, That she was innocent. That she was innocent and that media and the public um, and bad forensics and bad law enforcement. You said this was made in 88? This was made in 88, the year after she was exonerated. It's so funny because 
Like, they did that movie thing where they, like, have random people, random groups of people gossiping. They just show, like, random clips. Mm -hmm. And in the 80s and even 90s, you can tell that the film doesn't line up with the sound because it's just, like, a little extra bit. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because you'll be, like, watching somebody's mouth and it just doesn't line up with the sound because it's it's just just extra. And it's just a little bit off. Just a little bit off. off, But just enough. Like, you couldn't go back and fix that. Okay. Yeah. It's... Oh, man. It's too good. (laughs) It's so 80s. (laughs) But... So, like... What I'm trying to say is... This movie was fucking brilliant. Well... I mean, I loved it. Okay, I can tell you would like it. It's definitely a movie that you would like. I loved it partially because I love this story. I love true crime. I've heard my favorite murder cover this before. I'm all about true crime stories. I love getting fired up about injustice in any justice system. And this is a great example of it. So, like, I was I all think, heated. I just think really- And I love Meryl Streep. I'm obsessed with her. So, like, this was just, like, the perfect thing for me I loved it the reason that it wasn't I mean it wasn't there in the 80s but I'm assuming it wasn't a super popular movie and I'm assuming it was though Meryl Streep won like an award for it this is like a a, like a cult classic I don't know if it's a cult classic but it might be like one of Meryl Streep's finest acting jobs Uh, I wouldn't say that but like I just think it was way too dramatic, and if I were watching it in the 80s, I'd be like, oh my god, this is so slow. Because it was. I also watched it super late at night, so I was very tired, but it was just not, like, didn't didn't get you going enough to, like, Meryl Streep won three awards for this. Kane's Best Actress Award, AACTA Award for Best Lead Actress, New York Film Critics Circle Award for Best Actress. Okay, so those are, like... Those are like middle ground awards. Those are like, yeah. Well, this was a a low budget. Film. Yeah, yeah. You could tell it was low budget. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, minus the two big stars in it. Yeah, minus. I'm sure, they had to pay for those. Well, the thing is, it's like at the time, it, Meryl Streep was, was still. I mean, like she was up and coming. She was up and coming. I mean, she was. I'm sure she was still like a name. A name known. Yeah, because she got her start. Around that time. Yeah, in her 20s. Yeah, so like... But it wasn't like hiring Mail Street right now, how much that would be. Right. So, low-budget movie. Could have kept me a little more intrigued throughout. Okay. So, let's get into the nitty-gritty of taking this from the very beginning. A Cry in the Dark. This movie... I immediately liked it because it's Meryl Streep with a bowl cut in an Australian dialect. What is not to like uh, about that, Leah? Everything. Dude. Bowl cuts are awful. That's why it's so fun. That's why you can tell she's so religious. Because <laughs> it's the bowl, bowl cut. cut. <laughs> Clearly wasn't hip to, like, the big hair in the 80s. It just... It, did, it looked so wrong. Mm-hmm. It just looked so wrong. I mean, the thing is, it's Meryl Streep and she's stunning and could pull off literally anything, but still it looked wrong. Yeah, the dark hair threw me off too because she has naturally lighter hair. Yeah, yeah. They had her with like really dark brown hair in this and that was... Su- it was really striking, I, I looked say. up a picture though and it, she did look a lot like the woman. Yeah, yeah, no. They did a really good job with that. I, I gotta say. They really did. Um, So... 
this movie is supposed to be really dramatic, which for people who lack souls like me and Leah means that a lot of it's going to be really funny. <laughs> um, so even Meryl Streep couldn't make the dingo took my baby line. Serious. Serious enough. Because I laughed. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. It was just very, I don't know. It was just very like, it wasn't like, you're right. It wasn't her best acting job, I think, because she just was very passive about some of those lines. And like, I would have like played it up, you know? Well, the thing is, it's a like, I think that was a choice because oh, Lindy Chamberlain was very passive, calm yeah. and passive about it. She was very internal about a lot of her processing, which is... A huge reason that the public eviscerated her and the media eviscerated her. And a huge reason I think she got convicted for murder. Yep. But, and I think, but I also think it was just the world of the play kind of thing of it being an 80s drama of being kind of melodramatic. Like a made for TV, a made for TV, like lifetime-ish, kind of lifetime-y movie. Um, but like... God, Meryl Streep standing there, like, screaming, a dingo took my baby. And that was in an Australian dialect, because I can't do one. Um, Australian? Okay. Australian's yeah. hard. That's a hard dialect. Listen, so Leah and I took dialects. Props. I'm, I, I have to say, I'm pretty quick with picking up dialects. Australian dialect is... For me, the hardest one. So hard. I can't. I because it's like similar. It's to British, too similar. But not it's enough. too similar to British. You have to come back to English. It's like it's weird. too. It's, it's too. Yeah. No. It's too close. It's too close to British, but not. It's too. It's like too close to. Even Cockney. New Zealand is easier because Even it's New Zealand's more of an little, accent. Yeah. But Australian is like a, a perfect mix between like the American English and the British it's English. It's like if you if like if you threw some estuary and some cockney and some american like yeah. it's like every other word would be a cockney word like yeah it's just, it's, it's very weird. Um it's a weird conglomeration. Um, so props to Meryl Streep for that. So that's why she won the award. For that Australian dialect because she really nailed it um because it's a very difficult one to do. The only thing I can say in an Australian dialect is nar. No. Yeah. <laughs> You have to say it like nor. 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 Dinger ate my baby. Dingo ate my baby. Oh, right? no. We would not get that job. We would not book that. <laughs> Leah and I are not, not booked. booked and busy. <laughs> <coughs> um, all right. So I will say, though, I feel like. I mean, I was, I did say, I did write, wow, I am so distressed. God damn it, Meryl. So, like, I bought it. You were in, I'm sure, that's why I thought you would like it, because it was, like, your kind of dramatic, though. Like, yeah. we can make fun of it, but also, like, you would be in that play, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you. So, I knew you would like it, because. I shed a tear for her. What? No, not at that point. I did, I did, I did get, I did get, where did I, I cried a little bit at some point. What? Oh my god. Maybe when he was crying. Oh no, I cried at the end when they were saying goodbye. Goodbye, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's that was, when I cried. That was very dramatic. I was like, ah! He's a good actor. He's very good. Well, yeah. Oh, also, let's say who played opposite her. Who played opposite her in this film? The dude who was in all the cowboy films. Sam Neill. He yeah. was fantastic. And he looked exactly like Michael oh, really? Chamberlain. 
Ugh. Yeah, bro. Let me show you a little. Let me show you a little picture. Yikes! He's so hot though. Him in a cowboy hat. Oh whoa! <gasps> Isn't that fucked? Whoa! Y'all look up this couple because they look exactly like them. Yeah, they did a really like look at that. Yeah, that's the picture that I saw that I was like, "Fuck, he looks just like him." Good job. Whack. Good job. Casting director, if you're still alive. Good job. Good job. Good job. Okay. They accepted that that baby was dead real fucking quick. And that's because the that's just, probably why they thought they killed them because they're like, "Well, the baby's, the baby's dead." dead. And the justification for that was because they were Seventh-day Adventists, and, I mean, logic. They were like, Jesus has them in his hands now. Well, also, it's like, if a dingo takes your fucking baby, and it's, it's also nice. It's not going to be nice night, to it. <laughs> it's not going to be nice to it, and also, I think it, it was supposed to be really, really cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was supposed to be, I so guess... even it, if it was out there for, like, an hour... It yeah, could, like, I, it was, I guess it was supposed to be kind of, like, how like a desert operates where it's like really it's like warmer in the day but it gets really fucking cold at night yeah um so if the like if the dingo hadn't like mauled the kid um it would have um probably died of hypothermia yeah um and i mean like so i think so i think it's like understandable that logic would 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 lead to like because it was supposed to be, like, within the first couple hours, they were like, okay, the baby's fucking dead for sure when they couldn't find it. Um, and that, I think, is a safe bet <laughs> that Azaria is, in fact, D-E-D, dead. Um, but the fact that the parents were like, yes, the baby's dead. Everything happens for a reason. This is God's will. Everyone was kind of like, the fuck? Um, and there, I mean, was, there was one, um, like... Uh, what do you call, a piece of evidence that confused the shit out of me while I was watching it because I didn't know like how it ended. Uh-huh. But while I was watching it, they were like, "Yeah, the clothes were found folded," and I was like, "I feel like that's not true." They were and then folded. at the end, and then at the end, they were like, um, "This was a pile of clothes. This was not folded." I was like, "Bitch, what? You straight up lied in court, like, and said that the clothes were folded." <laughs> Just to like, oh my god, those assholes. I hate lawyers. I hate lawyers. I hate them. Yeah, because like, it was like, I guess for, it wasn't, I think, because they used the word folded instead of like sc- scattered. Like it was in a pile, not right. scattered. Right. So they said it was folded. Yeah. Like someone had taken it and perfectly folded it like fresh laundry and like put it somewhere. Nope. I was like, that can't be what happened. And it wasn't. They fucking lied in court. The fuck? <laughs> Um, someone, I think I, I had heard that, like, someone even went as far to say that, like, someone had folded it and put it on a fucking rock. Or something, yeah. Um. And so, that was their case that, like, a human killed the baby, not the dingo. But I was like, you straight up said it was folded when it wasn't? Like, what? And the judge didn't fucking kick you out for that shit? Yeah, I... I feel like when I was listening, yeah, her clothing, her clothing was found in a pile near a dingo lair. Oh, they didn't even mention that near a dingo. Like, oh my God, that's so obvious. Jesus Christ. 
Um, but so I was like, so initially I knew like a little bit. Of, I had, I've, I've listened, I've heard about this before. Like I've listened to like my favorite murder cover this before. Um, but I obviously off the top of my head didn't remember the exact timeline of how everything went. Um, but I was like, oh, this movie was released like eight years after this happened. That seems like a little fucked up to me. Like seems a little fresh. And I, I, it was still pretty early on in the movie. So I was, didn't really know like what direction they were going to take with it. If they were going to be like more sympathetic to the family or if they were going to try to make it look like she did it or like what the deal was. But I think it actually ended up being a really good thing because they released it right after she was exonerated and it was very much like, fuck the police, fuck the justice system, yeah. fuck the media, and fuck the public. Because then at the end... For ruining this family's life. They even were like, they're still fighting to this day, which was a year later, mm-hmm. but they're still fighting the system because that's fucked up. They ruined their lives. Yeah, so I think this, like... um. I think this they use this like the film was supposed to be kind of a way to like further clear their name. Yeah. So like I was like, oh, this is a little like fucked up to be kind of like monetizing off a family tragedy like this so soon after it happened and like but they so were soon. very much. But advocating. it but it seemed like it was a more of an ad yeah. Um. So I was like, so that note, never mind. Um. Also, the dad said something that I want to get tattooed on my ass. Not the dad, but the dad. Like I think Lindy's father, like the grandpa, I guess. Mm-hmm. He said, a lie goes around the world while the truth's still putting its boots on. Wow. Want to know the line I want tattooed on my ass? What? If that's a hand, I'm a virgin. Oh, that one got me too. (laughs) If that's a hand, I'm a virgin. (laughs) Also, I saw that picture. I was like, that's not a fucking handprint. Well, Are you kidding me? It's like on those ghost TV shows where they're like, see that dot? That's a ghost. I'm like, that is lint. Well, on the clothes that they found, they were trying... So there was blood. So obviously the dingo had eaten the baby. Um, But there was blood on the clothes. And they were trying to convince the court, the opposition was trying to convince the court, that there was a handprint in the blood, like a human hand. And somebody, like one of the extra groups of people who was watching the... Televisation, televisation, is that a right word? Te- so. Televisation of the trial. She's like sitting there with her group of friends, and she's like, "If that's a hand, I'm a virgin." I'm like, bro. <laughs> I think yeah. No, my favorite part of this that actually like really is a great segue into my next note because my favorite part of this movie is that they would do that '80s and '90s movie thing where they would like in between go to vignettes of of the extra people, yeah, of the extra people like random people in the media and in the public um just kind of like discussing the case and stuff and like watching the news and like reading the paper and just hearing their commentary of it so you could hear how fucked up it was it was like people gossiping about this horrible thing like immediately after it happened um like the first interview and stuff it was like people gossiping about this thing and it was like I don't know it was kind of dry it was a really good choice because it was super jarring it's like wow this baby was just mauled to death this this family, like, less than 24 hours ago, just lost their infant. And you guys are already, like, taking Discussing bets. Discussing your own opinions, yeah. About it. And, like, already taking bets on to, like, who did it and, like, how it happened and stuff. And, like, saying really vulgar and fucked up stuff. And it's, like, I don't know. It's just really interesting how we, as, like, human beings in a society, just, like... 
suck suck and just can always have to like place ourselves and everybody else yeah and also just so quickly dehumanize everyone around us especially the second that they get into the public eye it's just really fucked um but so i think it was a really great artistic choice to do that um but i think my favorite one my favorite little vignette was the random snippet of the theater rehearsal where the two guys are arguing about the dingo i loved it because it just reminded me of our life in theater like they were in a theater they were like on a stage doing a rehearsal for a play and they were one of them was arguing about like dingoes are like peaceful animals they would never do that and someone's like it's a wild animal oh my god that is us (laughs) mid rehearsal it is a wild fucking animal like of course and then they were like so they were like arguing about it was like one person was on the side of like yeah the dingo definitely did it and one person was on the side of like um that the mom murdered the baby and stuff so it was like i was like I was like, that's that kind of shit. And so it was like a couple, like people were sitting on a couch, but like it was these two dudes with scripts in their hands. And I couldn't tell if they were doing a play where this argument was written into the script. Oh, that's funny. Or if this was like an in-between rehearsal. Yeah, Yeah, no, I think, I think it would, I think I'm going to pretend that this was a contemporary, they were in a rehearsal for a contemporary (laughs) play. Where they're like at a dinner party and this argument was written in because it was such it was such cultural significance because everyone argues about this at dinner parties at this time. That's like funny. within this five years in Australia, everyone argues about this at a dinner party. Um, so that's my uh, that's that's my opinion. Um, oh, so you have an opinion about yeah. it now? So oh, okay. that's what I'm that's what I'm telling myself because I think that is um, a more interesting artistic choice. <laughs> Um, and that's just what I gauged from it, but that was my favorite part. I loved it. I thought it was so, um, interesting. Also, I wrote after that, I was like, God, human beings suck fuck. Like how they speak about her and the family and all that stuff, that stuff is super fucked up. It was fucked up. And then I wrote, Meryl Streep is such an iconic performer. Holy fucking God. Well, yeah. Facts, facts, facts. She's just, oh, she really gets me, you know, man. Love her. I think my favorite role of hers is still um, Sophie's Choice. That's my favorite movie of hers. It was one of her first. That was yeah. her first like big breakthrough movie um, because she was so fucking amazing and it's so sad. I, cr- I cried during that movie. I don't cry. I haven't seen it yet. I don't cry during a lot of movies, but you would be bawling. I think I'll watch it this weekend. You would be bawling. Perhaps, perchance, I'll watch do it. it. Do it. I'll make Jack watch it. Do it. Would Jack cry during it? Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. Man, he's such a weenie. Um, Men are weenies. (laughs) They truly are. Um, Okay, and then after that, I had a rant about trial by jury. All right, here we go. Okay, trial by jury um, is something I have a lot of feelings about because some people are so ignorant and so biased that when they look at people for the first time, they just, like, have their opinion already just based on their skin color or they look at them and they decide like you're uneducated and you're poor which means you definitely murdered this person or you did this crime or you're trailer trash or that means that Not, you're yeah, like a lesser case, human being you're religious no you're, you're religious weird, and yeah. crazy and weird which means you sacrificed your baby at dawn um like these people all had an opinion before this trial walking in about 
what happened. And the thing is, it's like, this is really frustrating because it is a, like, oop, based on a true story. Um, and this is something that happens a lot. And this is something I get frustrated about a lot because I listen to so much. Because I watch, like, I, like I'm a true crime hoe. Like, I watch a lot of ID. I listen to a lot of, like, true crime podcasts. So I'm just constantly listening to instances in which the justice system is figgity fucking up real hard and um it sucks and the thing is it's like it's not an easy solution because there has to be a balance of like innocent until proven guilty and making sure like you're not falsely accusing people and, like, fucking people over, but, like, also making sure that people who are really fucked and really dangerous. My coffee maker was making weird noises. Our house is haunted. God. Uh, I literally <clears throat> unplugged it and it just made a noise. Um, as I was saying, like, most things in this world, figuring out how to have good balance in the justice system where people have the right to due process and are innocent until proven guilty, but also people are safe and we can keep crimes from being prevented and stuff. Um, It's really hard to figure out how to get there because, like, you can't punish people before they do things, but, like... (laughs) Preemptive punishment. You can't, like, preemptively punish people before they do things, but, like, for example, someone shouldn't have to get assaulted or murdered or hurt before something gets done you know what i mean sure well i'm also watching mindhunter right now and it's like so like the concept right, of they're like, trying to like like profiling and like behavioral science and stuff and figuring out like what kind of person stuff. and like yeah. predicting what kind of person is going to commit these kinds of crimes and do these kinds of things. It's like, you can't just take these, like take people and just lock them up in a room and be like, these are the kinds of people that are most likely to commit these kinds of crimes. Well, you can't just like lock them in a room and be like, well, they can go fuck themselves. Fuck you, yeah. Because like in a free country, you can't do that. That's, so it's hard to find a balance. Like it's not an easy, like the reason, like our justice system and stuff is so fucked because it's so hard to figure out a way to do it right. So I'm not saying, I'm not one of those people who's like, it's so fucked, blah, 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 blah. Why don't they do something about it? Like, it's the easiest thing in the world. Right, it's like human lives. Like, how do you fuck with how, it's, that? It's human lives in the balance, and that is so hard because it's so hard. How do you... Because it's really, it's really... Who decides if it's another human being's responsibility? And it's so, and it is really so circumstantial and case by case. Like, how do you decide what is, like, the baseline and what is the precedent for that and what is the general rule? So it's difficult. Um, The justice system is really messy, but no one's saying that working in law enforcement and, like, working in the justice system and stuff and, like... That's tricky shit. It's tricky. No one's saying it's easy. I'm not saying I could figure it out. I'm a dumbass. With Bader Ginsburg coming in clutch. Love that. Love her. Fuck it Love up, Love that RDG. woman. An icon. She can fix the world. Anyway, so that's my little rant about um, 
juries and juries being biased and stuff. And I know they screen juries, so I don't want to know what I mean. Like, they screen juries and they decide if, like, anyone's going to be, like, racist yeah, in a jury uh-huh. or sexist. Well, you, okay, listen. Yeah, right. Everybody get calls into jury. You have to do jury at some. You have to be in a jury at some point. Like you, it's they call I, everyone. They call everyone, but then you have to go there, and then they decide whether or not you're fit to be in a jury. Right. So you you're not like most people do though. So yeah, I mean, like I wouldn't say the requirements are super exclusive. Yeah. Um. So things could be better. Anyway, that's my that's my piece on that. Um. So, she did get convicted for the murder of her daughter, and her husband got convicted as an accessory. Um, but when they had, there was a scene where they had to say goodbye, and she had to take off her jewelry and had to take off her wedding ring and give it to her husband. And holy God, I cried, Leah. I know. Like a couple tears. That wasn't like a sob. But I'm like sure. it was a couple tears, because fuck. That shit hits you hard. <laughs> it hits me hard, but it was also such a beautifully acted scene. I was well, just like him. Like obviously, she's amazing. She's amazing, but, but he really, still, was, he really was. I was shocked by how great he was. Well, that, the thing yeah. is, it's like she was playing that very like. Well, the thing is, it was like she had to be the good man in the storm, be the strong man in the storm for that scene because that was just her character. That would be the that's the most appropriate character choice for her. To be the strong and stoic one, and he was breaking down. That was his big, big like. Yeah. That was his big emotional, heightened moment. Ten out of ten. Good so, job. So beautiful, like just stunning, stunning, beautiful, stunning, stunning. Um. So after that moment, the movie was kind of like, blah, because it was just kind of like a montage of her being in prison. And then they find the little sweater, and then she gets out of prison. Woo! And they exonerate them and stuff. Um, and the last clip of the movie is that after she's exonerated, she goes, like, she, they're back at their church, and the church is, like, welcoming her home and everything, and it's very sweet, and they go to leave the church, and they're swarmed by media once again. So it's, like, the last thing is supposed to be, like, and media the still... Frame, the freeze frame was hilarious, though. I, I, the free frame was hilarious. I thought my computer was broken. I know. I refreshed. I, I was like, wait a minute. It, it, they hadn't done that before in the movie. It like, was super weird. It was the very last frame that they froze. And it's like, wait. And they voiced over. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. What the fuck? That was funny. I was like, I was so confused. I, I thought my computer was, I thought my internet was coming in and out. I was and like, then the vo- Yeah. And then the voice was still talking. So I was like, this has to be right. <laughs> I was like, is this broken? What's going on? Um, just some inconsistencies yeah, in cinematography I was like, and stuff. Can we discuss, hey, whoever edited this, we need to have a conversation. Um, yeah. The editor and the cinematographer hit us up uh, so we can have a little meeting. Um, I think you guys need to have a little chat. And a sound person. Yeah. Sound person definitely needs to line up some film a little better, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, it's the 80s. It's the 80s. We understand you're working with some difficult things here that we did not. <laughs> some like actual film reels. You are we, working with. We don't know how to use anymore. Some archaic ass equipment. <laughs> we get it, but we really don't because we've never had to work with that kind of equipment. Yeah. Um, but I will say um, 
How many stars would you give this movie? I'd give this movie like, I I don't want to say like five stars, but I would give it like four. Four? Damn. Wait, out of ten or five? Oh, out of five. Oh, I thought you meant ten. No, when you do star rating, it's out of five stars. Okay, there. we we were always saying like ten out of ten. But you said but stars. But if we're gonna do okay, okay. Oh, so. then I give it like a like a nine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'd say seven. I say rated R for really fucking awesome. I'd say rated R for really you know average. I liked it a lot. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, Leah, can you tell them to follow us and stuff? Cause you know more about. Are you URLs? Yeah, absolutely. You can follow us on Twitter at, at ratedreallybad. That's at ratedreallybad. As well as emailing us at ratedreallyeffingbad at gmail.com. That's ratedreallyeffingbad at gmail.com. We also are now featured on Anchor as well as Spotify. We're working on Apple Podcasts, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we're working on it. So um, find us on Anchor and Spotify. Um, so yeah, have we ever checked our email? I checked the email. Okay, good. I'm glad you do. I, <laughs> I, I take care of that. So. Thank you. I'm so glad one of us does. We're doing our best here, kids. Woo! Okay, everybody. Yay, this was a good week. Bye! <laughs>